This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? What is this? So now commence reading aloud. The Book of the Dead. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. It is a very rare, very rare horror movie review for us. Um, it's actually a Stuff We Missed and we're talking about a film that came out a little while ago. It's Evil Dead Rise, which is the fifth installment of the Evil Dead series, written and directed by Lee Cronin. Never, ever again, please, guys, question my commitment <laughs> to you guys and this show. Because I remember watching the trailer for this when it was in the cinemas, vowing that I will never watch it, knowing that I would never voluntarily decide to watch this film. And then the both of you decided we should review it. And I, okay, I resent the whole the both of you thing. <laughs> to be fair, it's not as if with Barbenheimer dominating our screens, there's there a, is lot. a lot. To be fair, and it's also getting actually really good reviews from particularly fans of the show, uh, fans of the movie. Oh my God, this was a tripler. It, and I don't mean that it's... If you like the horror experience... Um, I think you would really enjoy this. I, however, watched it at midnight by myself. Probably not the best of choices. Uh, but yeah, I actually thought this was a pretty good one in terms of what it's meant to do. It's a lot, lah. This movie is a lot happening all at... It's a very short movie also. It's not long. Thank uh, God for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it went longer, it would have been way too much. Um, so I used to I used to love the horror genre. Like it used to be my default sort of movie to go to beside, the, besides like superhero stuff uh, and big blockbusters, right? And I've mentioned before that I've sort of fallen out of the horror bandwagon in the last few years. Like I pretty much stopped watching completely. Um, this movie, surprisingly, made me remember why I used to like it so much. Um, and I think if I had seen this in the cinema, it would have worked a lot more because the thing is designed to be seen in a crowd. It's for a communal experience, right? Like these movies are built uh, for a cinema audience uh, to draw like gasps and screams and to get people to jump out of their seats. And you want to have that like around you. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if that's enough to get me back on the horror bandwagon or wagon. Uh, maybe not. But objectively, it's a really, really, really good horror movie. It's a very effective horror movie. So I haven't seen any of The Evil Dead. I ah. Yeah, like I can... Um, 
Am I revealing too much? I can convincingly speak about it. <laughs> I, I, I know what it is that the series is famed for. I understand that it's, you know, always supposed to be a sort of squelchy, um, almost comedic, but then not quite very horrific, very violent sort of approach to the to this particular genre. Um, so I, I knew what to expect. And I also knew that it was going to be like a short, nasty film because you can tell from the runtime and uh, the generic trappings exactly how it's going to be. I think despite knowing that, I still didn't expect it to be as kind of brutally effective as it was. It doesn't really bother to do a lot of things like um, it focuses mostly on a family and what happens to one family, one apartment block in a demonic rising summoning situation. Sort of, yes. Yeah, I guess. Um, and so you know early on that it's going to be like a tightly contained story. And still, still, I found myself going, oh, okay, you guys aren't bothering to tell me much about the characters, but I don't really need to. <laughs> you know, everyone knows what's going to happen here. No, they're very tropey, right? Like within the first two minutes of meeting mm. them, you get who they are. This is the beleaguered mother with the children. This, these are the sisters who are very different and clearly have, you know, some sort of history between them. One sort of like a little wilder than the other. Like, so they're all of these that within two sentences out of each character's mouth, you get exactly who they are. And that's kind of enough. I'm glad that the movie is not pretending to be more than it is. Um, it's also a very particular kind of, or rather, it's a, very, it's a very particular kind of actor who can do these roles. And I think that for better or worse, um, the people cast in this movie for... Alyssa Sutherland specifically. Uh, Alyssa Sutherland in particular, um, who if you've watched either the trailer or seen the poster... Her face needs to be a certain way. She does a great job. But even everyone else, the kids... Um, the uh, the actress who plays her sister Lily who Sullivan. is Lily Sullivan. Um, they all do. I mean, being able to emote while covered in gook and muck um, is really quite something, lah. Um, and I think everyone knew exactly what the assignment was, and they delivered. Actually, I think movies like this are proof that making a good horror movie isn't easy, but they also prove that it's relatively easy to make a good horror movie. Um, and, and, and and what I mean is like, like you said, this movie is tropey and like fairly paint by numbers, right? It has the jump scares, the gore, the body horror, uh, the gruesome faces, the ugly faces, all of it. And it's nothing that horror hasn't done before. Like there's way worse out there uh, and way scarier. But unlike a lot of the other mediocre horror movies that use the same template and the same blueprint, this movie just does it well. It does it very, very well. Um, it's actually scary. Some of the imagery is very, um, it sticks in your head for a while. There's a lot of nightmare fuel. And I guess like that's what anyone wants from a good horror movie, right? Like you don't have to uh, reinvent the wheel or do anything that we haven't seen before. But if you are going to follow a template, then follow it well, you know, and, and stick to a certain standard of quality which this movie does. It has a certain level of, of quality there. I think it's worth saying at this point how much the movie cost because it cost between 15 to $19 million uh, to make. And that's mm. relatively low, especially in comparison to the box office. It, it made a lot of money. It really, really cleaned its face. But um, I think that I wanted to bring up how much it cost to make, a, to make this film because actually the low budgetness is part of the appeal. I agree on all fronts, by the way, about the quality and about the amount of blood, <laughs> about the ways in which the 
the prosthetic work or the CG work, the, the ways in which the effects kind of play out. I'm not saying any of that looks low budget, but I think that a movie like this, in which it's all on one set, in which you have very few players, in which you really need to do specific things very well, but the rest of it, you can kind of, it's fine, doesn't matter, it's just 90 minutes. Um, this is pretty much why Bloomhouse is as wildly successful as it is mm. because you can do these things very well. It's also why the Evil Dead franchise is so successful, yeah. right? It, it can actually reinvent that same template over and over again. I've watched um, only the first one, if I'm remembering correctly. Sometimes I've seen glimpses of the others, but they do scare me. I do have a soft spot for Sam Raimi because of the because of that kind of language that he brought to the horror genre, right? And um, it's it's interesting and it's kind of a pity almost that when the first Evil Dead came out, a lot of this was revolutionary. And by this point, like you said, Arvin, I did feel like part of the reason why I could actually stomach this film was because I could kind of tell what the scares were going to do. You know, when, when something is pulled out, when someone emerges from a doorway, when you're looking out through a peephole, you know... Oh, the peephole. Uh, the, the peephole, peephole is, is oh, such man. a clever and terrible, <laughs> terrible way to get you scared, right? Um, it was very effective. But also the jump scares and everything, by this point, we've seen them so many times that I think in a weird way, it, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, it's almost comforting. Um, like, I don't feel as traumatized by the movie because I knew exactly what I was going to get. I think what I miss the most, actually, is the the fun aspect of the Evil Dead movies. Yes. Um, like you mentioned Sam Raimi, and then the older movies are a bit uh, kooky and, and weird. And they also pack a lot of action. There's a lot of action in those movies, especially once uh, Ash shows up, uh, Bruce Campbell. And it becomes more Ghostbusters or more Constantine than your your average uh, scary movie. There's a very like video game aspect and element to the older classic uh, Evil Dead stuff, but and especially in Ash versus Evil Dead, the TV show. So that's also like really really good. Uh, I think the newer ones, especially in the last ten years, this and the previous one, they've kind of become more standard horror and they've given up on the as the 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 action and the fun aspect. So those things I kind of miss. I'm like, oh I, I you know I, I want them to be like the older movies a bit. We are talking today about Evil Dead Rise, which is something that we missed when it was in our cinemas. Uh, we're getting to it now because it is on streaming. Let us know, are you a fan of the Evil Dead series? Have you watched Evil Dead Rise and did you like it? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and of course, tweet us at BFM Radio. Beats, funk, mixtapes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You don't look so good, Mom. <laughs> BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. It's a Stuff We Missed, Evil Dead Rise, written and directed by Lee Cronin, starring, among others, Lily Sullivan, Alyssa Sutherland. Um, and we have been talking about how, for three people who don't watch that much horror anymore, we all rather enjoyed it. I want to talk about the the yelling at the screen part of it though. Because 
I'm not alone, right? These people make really horrible decisions, like really bad decisions, like like come on kind of decisions. And I, I think that part of enjoying a horror movie, and this is something that I've forgotten actually, is that you just need to accept it and not feel like they deserve what's coming. <laughs> No, you kind of have to work through that. There's a definite character in this film where you're kind of like, you deserve everything that's coming to you. Um, A character that you could say started it all. Yes. um, I have a theory. I have a theory that um, horror movies exist in an alternate reality where horror movies don't exist. So none of the people in horror movie land watch horror movies. Because if they did, how could they possibly make the kind of decisions that they're making now? It just doesn't make sense. No, I, I've sort of like, um, I condition my brain to just believe that everyone is is completely stupid in these movies <laughs> and have no sense of logic or common sense, unless it's a Jordan Peele horror movie. And then they, they make decisions that are, you know, that, that actually make sense. But Nola, like these movies, like, you know, they do things in these situations and you're like, why? Like, why would you go in there alone? Or why would you go upstairs alone? Or why would you go into a room alone? Read why are you the not, signs. Like, like, like read, read yeah. the signs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like what part of this is normal for, for any of you? What about house? this blood drawing book said, open and flip <laughs> through the pages? <laughs> if you realise that your building is the only affected building. Yes. <laughs> Maybe try to leave it. You know, they're yeah. just very basic things. Try, just try. Even if you don't <laughs> succeed, just try. Because if you don't try, then this is what happens. <laughs> um, so I, I think for me, that was something that, it's not a complaint, actually. It's part of the fun and it's part of that predictability thing, uh, Sharmila, that you were talking about. But it's something that I did have to work through. Because in the first 20 minutes, um, when the thing happens that precipitates the rest of the, well, the evil dead rising, you have to actually stop yourself from saying, well, what? Like, why? (laughs) So, you know, it's just something that you have to work through. Um, The other thing that I both didn't like, but liked and kind of wish that there was more of, but was also glad that there wasn't, um, was the stuff that really played on the fears of your family turning against you. Because one of the horrors of demon possession is, in movies at least, is always that these people that you love and that you know say the most horrible things, right? They really turn on you. They know what the soft spots are because, yeah, it's a demon in the body, but it's got your loved one's brain. And so there are moments in the film where someone says something and you think, oh my God. Um, But then it kind of doesn't recur. And there was a part of me that wished they had explored that a little bit more. Yes, the movie doesn't do a lot in terms of the other stuff, right? Like I said, there's no psychological yeah, horror. They 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 basically sum up a person's entire life with two sentences, and then later the same stuff keeps coming up again. Like one insult gets used at the start, and that same insult gets used again and again, even in demon form. Which I was like, that's not really that bad, you know. It's like four to five times, yes. roughly. Um, so the movie doesn't work so hard, I think, when it comes to that stuff, the the character building. Stuff stuff, as it were, you know, the stuff that usually horror movies focus on so much. Um, I had a realization while watching Evil Dead Rise, which is that I think for me, horror movies are only enjoyable when they are a communal experience. Um, Not communal necessarily, but all of the yelling at the screen, the, oh my God, what's going to happen now, um, clutching at each other or whatever, it requires 
company. Um, watching a movie alone for me ends up being an exercise in, can I guess what's going to happen next? Can I do something else while also following the plot because otherwise these images are too much. Um, and that's a valuable thing to know because I feel like at least now I know how to enjoy them. No, this is a complete cinema movie and I think the movie knows that. Um, and I'm glad the movie knows that. Um, it's it's You can see that it's built completely like the building blocks, right? It's it's made to get the person beside you to to scream or to, to jolt you into place. Um, and I like that. I like that it's a, it's a popcorn horror movie. It knows that it's not prestige. It's not trying to be prestige. Um, and it's not trying to build an atmosphere or vibe or make you be a, like a psychological thriller or be a, I don't know, like a message about something deeper than what it is. It's very, very, very popcorn. Um, and we hardly get good popcorn horror movies like that. Um, and, and this one did. This one did. It knew exactly what it was going for. It really did. And I think that that's why it's been so effective. I will say that if I had watched it in a cinema, I think I wouldn't have been able to take it. Um, I will say that. that um, my I barely deal with the trailer. Yeah, um, because actually what I was going to say was for my fellow, um, for my fellow lily livid, <laughs> you know, moviegoers, if, <laughs> if you're not really great with the horror stuff um, and you want to assess whether or not you can handle Evil Dead Rise, you will figure that out in the first five minutes because there is an opening sequence, which is an amuse-bouche yeah. for the rest of the movie. It, it, it tells you the level of violence. It tells you the level of hauntedness, how exactly it's going to approach it. You get it early on and it involves withering heights of all things, but um, from there, you'll be able to bounce if you think you can't do it. I can't deal with the fact that you said liver and then amuse-bouche <laughs> and then the images from the movie. It's all a little too much for me right now. I didn't put that together, but it's quite clear that I'm in a squelchy place. Yes, you are. You really are. Um, I think that if you... If you, if you scared yourself watching the trailer like I did in the cinema, and mind you, even second, third time, it still scared me. The eeny, meeny, miny scene, which kept popping up, I hated oh. it. Um, if that made it difficult for you, the movie is like 10 times that. That's a good gauge. I, I completely agree about the first five minutes thing, but then... Are you guys also the same way? If you watch the first five minutes, you have to know how it ends because you cannot leave a horror movie hanging. <sighs> like you need, it needs to close. Like you need to, you need to see how this thing. So this movie in ends. particular is very clever about it, right? Because the first five minutes allude to something, and then you, but you spend, don't know where it's coming. Then from. you spend the next mm. like hour and a half wondering what that was connected to. So in this movie's case, I I did need to know. I was grateful for it. The reason why I bring it up is because I was grateful for it. When it happened, I thought, oh, okay. Because I don't have the option to bounce, right? We're doing this for work. And so, um, you know, there was a part of me that thought, great. I'm so glad that you set it up early. And now I fully understand what it is that I'm getting myself into. Okay, lah. Fine. Um, because without that, I think I would have been um, unready, shall we say. So... Mm. Are we therefore excited for more Evil Dead? Is Are we the wrong crowd that asked this question to? I think I'll say yes to friends who want to watch this together, either in the cinema or like in a watch party. I am not going to watch it on my own again just <laughs> to midnight. catch up on the series. Yes, at midnight. Yeah, excited is a strong word. Um, but I will say, yes, if it's a communal experience, like if you get to watch it in the cinema, then yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I'm for it. I would like more comedy 
I think that yes, the, I miss the Sam Raimi Evil Dead. Yeah, right. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I say that. Do you, do you see how I convincingly <laughs> went there? I haven't seen it, but um, I, I think that the level of violence and the level of kind of out of handness that this movie gets into has clear opportunities for comedy. Like there were clear moments in which if they tipped it or if they just changed the music, you would have laughed. And so I feel like I, I'd like that explored a little bit more. And that's in the DNA of the series anyway. She says knowledgeably. Um, <laughs> we are talking today about Evil Dead Rise, written and directed by Lee Cronin, the fifth installment of the Evil Dead film series. We'd like to hear from you. Have well, firstly, do you like Evil Dead? Secondly, have you watched Evil Dead Rise? And lastly, the most loaded question, would you like to torture us? Do you think we should do more horror movies? Because we really do avoid them. Let us know. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.